For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. One of the co-hosts here for this highly rated podcast, Carl C.J. Frederick. Alongside me is my brother and co-host, Aaron Frederick. How you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great, brother. Um, pumped for episode three here. Uh, I think we're hitting the ground running this year. And uh, I think I think um, you may have a victory lap in store for your picks last week. So, yeah, no, really, really, really looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah, so um, let's get let's get right into it because you, yeah. you got smoked, like just like everybody did. Now all oh, the writers, I dominated you all like the 2017 Eagles. Let's be real, <laughs> I I dominated. I went 17 and eight. I uh, I nailed everything. I only missed, you know, the ones like you said. The only ones I missed were the ones I won with my heart. And then, then now this week I won't do that. Yeah, and I'll go 25 and 0 on all my picks. So it'll be nice. <laughs> Nice change I think it, I think I think it's uh what what we call in sports a fluke and a fluke? Uh, how dare you yeah yeah I I'm, I'm still in the pack I'm in the middle of the pack when it, when all the when it comes down to all the writers picks and uh, so are you saying on the record that my winnings my winnings last week were a fluke just like the Eagles you're saying they were a fluke in 2017 I just want to make sure our I did not say that. that I'm just saying okay. your week last week should have an asterisk next to it just because it was a, it was a, it was a fluke. It was a phantom. But it happened. Didn't but the then, Eagles Super Bowl happen too? Yeah, but that was that was all heart. That was the dog mentality. I, I'm the same dog here. <laughs> who taught you how to be an Eagles fan? True. All right. you, you got you got me there. You got who taught me you everything you know. <laughs> Let's calm down, okay? Okay, older brother. Let's <laughs> uh, so recapping um, which all of us did pretty well in our picks. I went 17 and eight. Um, you and uh, Mr. Logan Moyer went 16 and nine. Uh, Matt, the Overnator over, uh, went 15 and 10. And uh, Colin Tank Tops Richardson went 14 and 11. <laughs> Other two guys, uh, uh, Matt or uh, Stephen McCloskey and uh, Scott Geibel, you know, they're they're bringing up the rear as as expected, but overall, it was a pretty, pretty banner week. We all all did pretty good, and we had a lot of coverage out there, which we can't thank everybody enough for. Um, so let's recap some of the games. And first one, I just want to get out of the way. You know, huge letdown. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but how about LS just stomping yeah. Penn Manor 35 nothing? Yeah, it, that one hurt deep, it deep into my soul, uh, seeing my comments get uh, just absolutely um, beaten down. Uh, 35 to zero was the total 35 zero. And it could have been worse. I mean, we had Steven McCloskey at the game. Um, he did a nice job covering. It was yeah. over at halftime. It, it was in terms of, you know, who, for those who don't know, we're, you know, Aaron and I are Penn Manor alums and, you know, we still follow them at hard. We have a lot, you know, good friends on staff. Aaron coached a lot of the kids on staff back in the youth league. Mm -hmm. Um, so we still, it still bothers us. You know, see them struggling. I'm not really. Sh I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm surprised they lost, but I'm just more disappointed uh, in in the outcome because I saw LS yeah. the week before, and I'm not. You know, again, LS is good. They've been good for a while. I wasn't overly impressed with them after week one, and I thought this was year because all the hoopla Penn Manor has been getting. I thought this was the year they were going to take it, but it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just such a tough game. Second second game on the schedule, you're still not sure, you know, any team what what kind of team you are, and you know we talked about it on last week's episode. But LS was hungry; they were they were upset about losing that close one to Solanco in Week One. And when you're Penn Manor going into LS, I mean, I know that the tradition hasn't changed. It's not an easy place to go to. Um, and, and play there on the road, um, even though it's like 15 minutes away. 
but uh, right, it, it's a hard place to play, and it's kind of daunting. Um, and I know, uh, you know, I feel for my boys at Penn Manor, but um, it sounded like Wagner, uh, Trenton Wagner, the quarterback, had himself <laughs> a, a, one heck of a night. He was one of my players to watch out for. Uh, but you can read on around the 717, Aaron is doing a weekly column uh, on players to watch each week. He does a great write-up. Um, and Trent Wagner, yeah, he, he was one of the players you, you talked about. Yeah. He, had, he had an excellent game. He impressed me week one, too. I could tell that he had – you know, he's a first-time starter. There were some kinks to work out. But um, yeah. backstory on him, he, his brother, Berkeley, was the quarterback last year. Their father was a quarterback. Oh, wow. Ago. So the tradition runs deep in their family, and Trenton is starting to get his legs under him. But he has an arsenal of weapons there that LS, you know, you never – they're like kind of like Central and Lesser Virgin. You never want to count them out. Um, yeah. They're going to be there towards the end. And then it could be something like last – like last year they, you know, out of the gate they lost to Warwick and then went on a uh, – they won their next 13 games all the way to the district finals against Bishop McDevin. So they could – I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but they're going to be – they're going to be a force to reckon with. Yeah, yeah, and, and it sounds like they just got carried away with that with that win. I mean, I have I wrote it down because there's so many ridiculous stats, and like I just can't wrap my head around them. Uh, like, I mean, 12, 12 for fifteen, which is very efficient, um, for one seventy five. You know, it's not a crazy amount of yards, three passing TDs, but yeah, he's just got a lot of weapons at his disposal with uh, um, Carson Coleman. Uh, yeah, he's their stud running back. He's the running back. Um, they're really talented on the outside, too, which I thought would, they would struggle. But after seeing them week one, you can tell they have some playmakers. And Hunter Hildebrand's a stud. He had a 60-yard touchdown. Uh, Damaji Gray is another receiver. He's a playmaker. Jackson yep. Eaters, he's back healthy. Um, so th and they're big up front. You know, they're, they're going to they're gonna be a force to reckon with. They go out to Kennerdale this week, who – it was a smaller school, but they had a great run last year. LS smacked them up in the playoffs. I would, I don't think LS is going to have much trouble with them. I know Kennerdale kind of had one of those magical runs, and they lost a lot of seniors. And we'll get into the picks in, in a little bit. Yeah, but so I think I think, uh, I think um, thinking, trying to think about it more positively for Penn Manor, losing to LS in week two. Yes, it was a terrible, um, terrible loss, and I'm sure that you know. Uh, Coach Brubaker and and Coach Boas, they're they're right back at it this week, heading into you know Solanco, and um, I don't think it's a season killer for them. I, I I'm not you saying, not. yeah, I, I really hope it isn't. And I don't think it is. It's just I it was a trap game in my my opinion, and um, it it wound up that way. So yeah, it could have been. It might have been a trap game. I know Penn Manor has been really banged up with injuries. Adam Dittmer's out for a couple more weeks. Uh, QJ Hanna, their longtime starting linebackers out for the season. That's a big blow. And they've been dealing with injuries. Um, but so is LS. I mean, you know, that's no excuse. And, you know, I will say this and what you're saying. Penn Manor last year, a similar thing happened. They got a shutout by LS week two, 31 nothing, And then they ripped off three wins in a row to start the year out four and one. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It was just, it was more discouraging the fact that so last year's team that lost. The Penn Manor, LS beat 31 nothing. LS was a loaded squad, and I don't see that yet happening this year with this LS team. I haven't seen enough of them, and it's so early in the season. Yeah. But you knew that about LS early on. They had Nick Del Grande. They had Bo Heiser. They had Berkeley Wagner. Um, they had Giovanni Malatesta. We've talked about them all. They're all playing college football or baseball right now. Malatesta's playing college he's at Cecil College playing baseball but he was a nice player for them so that yeah. didn't surprise me what I mean Penn Manor had everybody back and I at least thought they would score that's two years in a row they've been shut out by their yeah, can't rival happen. I say that in quotes because it's not I mean it's been not real, anymore it's not, not anymore that's in and that's as a Penn Manor alum that's that's hard to set that's 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 like me like losing to you constantly and and basketball losing your little brother, which I know LS doesn't think it that way, but that's what I've always thought in terms of the. Yeah, Penn well, Penn, I mean, it's rivalry. a similar school, but Penn Manor's, you know, bigger. Um, you, you know, it just to me, it was kind of like not 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 like a little brother kind of thing, but like 
you know, a, a brother in, in of sorts. And, you know, for them to not win in how many years, it's like, come on. But, I believe that is year 10 that they've lost to them. Nine or 10 years in a row. Because they lost Coach Mealy's last year to LS. And Coach Brubaker hasn't beaten them. And this is his eighth or ninth season, I'm, at least. So that's a long – it's not a rivalry. So, anyways, yeah. moving on from that S show, we'll uh, – some more recaps. So, we had a – and shout out to Stephen McCloskey for his coverage. He did a great job. He's going to be – Very good job. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's doing an excellent job. He's going to Elko at Columbia, which is maybe one of the best games in the league this Friday. That one's a good one. Yeah. No, I, he'll he'll have a great time at that. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to follow it. And you know what? So let's talk about that. So those are two, like, in terms of teams, they're two different styles. Elko, you know, is a, you know, loves the loves the pound the rock. You know, I don't believe they run the veer, but they run something similar. Whereas Columbia spreads it out. They love the throw. They got you know this guy Dejon Giles who's replacing Robert Footman, who is just picking up right where Footman left off. And Columbia has been rolling, and they smacked yeah. up Eastern York, and then they just turned around last week and. Took a two Hanover pretty handily, um, so that that'll be a fun one for Stephen to cover. Who'd you take in that game? Uh, this week, I hated doing it, but I've noticed. You know, th- correct me if I'm wrong. Elko won last week. Yep, they came back against. So, recap on Elko: they won week one handily. They came back and and they had to play Anvil Cleona Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, because you know, we talked about there's a ref shortage, so. Poor officials have to do games Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Um, now they get a long rest. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I picked Elko. Anvil Cleona was winning three and a half quarters of that game. They've had a couple of fumbles, a couple of unfortunate breaks, and it was one of those games where it just went Elko's way, and they got a big win. They looked like they were banged up last year, and they got some kids back. So they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think uh, I think very highly of this Columbia team too. I just yeah, um, I'm happy I, for him. I have Elko winning this one. I think it's going to be a very close game. McCloskey's going to have a great uh, a great experience there. The thing about this this game is that if Columbia Columbia has to actually they both have to, but you know it's, the team who scores the most points wins the game. But no, it's uh, one of the things. <laughs> If Elko gets out in front and gets a few stops, they're going to bleed the clock, you know, mm-hmm. old school style. And I don't know if Columbia will have the forces to stop it. If Columbia gets out in front with a few scores, they could run away with this thing. That's if that makes any yep. sense. Um, it's so it's anybody's game is two contrasting styles. You got to love it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. Yeah. So we'll have Steven at that game. You did take, uh, Let's scroll down your picks that I just submitted tonight. Thank you to all of our writers. You you took you took Elko too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took Elk. We both got Elko in that. Only uh, Colin, who we're gonna have on in a few minutes, and Scott took Columbia. So Columbia. I hope Columbia reads that because I know they read our stuff, and I love Columbia. Oh, uh, they're I awesome. Get, I hope to get out there. They have a loyal fan base. If you get yeah. a chance to go out to a game. Out in Columbia, it's a great time. They read our stuff, and they're gonna. I know they read. They all read it. All I think all of us picked Eastern York. Um, they they read that as motivation. So we'll we'll see. Except for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Still losing, but uh, yeah, true, true. So that'll that'll be a fun one. And Stephen McCloskey will be out there. Give him a follow. Um, a couple more recaps. So Elizabethtown. Very impressed. They went into McCaskey, put up a 50-burger on the Red Tornadoes um, in a game that we saw um, Josh Rudy you know, do his thing. He, he He's one of the league leaders in touchdown passes. I believe he's had eight touchdowns on the young season. Um, but Logan Lentz, who I saw in person, he's a tough little back. What what, what do you account for? Ridiculous. Ridiculous stats. I, I wrote this. I wrote these down, too, because I, I'm just, like, having to do a double take at it. A high, in a high school football game, 24 for 268 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah that's, like, that's like Reggie Bush versus Fresno State or something. <laughs> good <laughs> but count, no, good I, I had to, that just jumped out at me. He, to me, he was my player of the week because, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. those stats are ridiculous. Yeah, no, he – And if you're getting a... 24 carries, that team 
no, I don't want to say it depends because they're I'm I'm very bullish on this E Town team, but they put their belief in you running that rock and uh 24 for 268. Yeah, shout out Logan Lentz, man. He he had a great week. Yeah, shout out to Logan Lentz. Lentz. He is a force to be reckoned with. And E Town's gonna be a monster in that section three. <laughs> and it's still looking like it's gonna come down between them uh and Solanco for the section. And we're gonna talk about that. But joining us now is uh for the first time, our Hempfield beat writer, you know, Mr. Colin Richardson. How you doing, Tag Tops? Good, good. You doing well? Yeah, man. Man, we keep throwing you these winners, man, every week, man. You <laughs> you, you, you get all the happens. best games. Yeah, yeah, it's great to watch, I must say. It's fun to watch from the sidelines. Well, tell us, so for those who don't know, Colin was covering, he's been working with 717 since last, uh, was it last it's February? Not- yeah, it was like January. It was like the end of basketball season. Yeah, when you came up in, on the other side of the scaffold at Constable Valley and joined it. No, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was like the first time I ever met Logan. Yeah. And I missed meeting you, I remember. Yeah. But yeah, the first time I met Logan, it was, that was funny. So Colin has been with us. You know, he's doing a great job. He, he covers Hempfield, but he also covered a ton of uh, base Barnstormer games this year. <laughs> Um, he covered Warwick State Championship baseball game, so he's doing great work for us. But tell us, so you were there at the game of the, the game of the state on Friday night, and Hempfield's triumphant last second win. Tell us what was, you know, give us the backstory of the game and tell us your thoughts. Um, I mean, it was it was back and forth. I mean, that York team was very good. I mean, as they should be. I mean, you know, everyone kind of knows they're a good team. They got Jaheim White, their quarterback really impressed me too. Donor. Yeah, it was oh, definitely. Yeah game i'd say um what else i mean when uh stoner i think it was a 77 yard touchdown with like two minutes left to jaheim white we were like oh my gosh we just lost the game like we just did all that work all four quarters like staying right with them and then we just blew it in one play like it was the first play of the drive for them and but then uh you know our juniors i mean jackson landis and micah they had those micah gates uh, yeah micah gates they're both juniors uh they had those two crazy pitch and catch, you know, the touchdown and then the it's kind of like a I'd say circus play. It's kind of like yeah. Mike turned around, made the cornerback think that he was just doing a uh was it where he turned around? I'm not thinking of it. Like a hitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then he just ran and he was wide open and he caught it for, you know, like a 36 yard game. We're like, okay, we can do this. And then we just kept going and it was great to watch. I gotta I gotta ask you, Colin. Um at Grant Hoover, I, I I thought I wrote down the stats, but I, I saw that he went for about twenty three for one hundred sixty three yards. Yep. He he, and it sounds like he had some reception yardage too. He must be all over the field. What was it like seeing seeing him play in person? I don't know. I mean, I've seen him play. Like I used to go to like youth football games all the time. Mm-hmm. I know, like I was in the press box, not doing anything like this, but just watching him, I mean, in the same grade, I kind of knew him growing up through high school and through middle school. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see him kind of grow up, like, together through football. Yeah. He also wrestles. He's a great wrestler. So, it's it's cool to see. Does he still wrestle? Yeah. I mean, he's as far as I know. Okay. Okay. And now, is he a junior, too, or is he a senior? I see. Okay. Is it now uh, – you any uh, idea – is he getting any looks yet from schools to play at the next level? Not that I've heard of. Well, he should be soon. He de- yeah, deserves deserve some recognition. He is a uh, – I wouldn't want to have to tackle him. Uh, so, he, he is uh, – he <laughs> He's is a, a playmaker. Yeah. Now, now talk about – so, it, now, Hempfield, and back-to-back impressive wins. They got mm-hmm. a turn right around, and, and they got Central York this week, which, again, we're hooking you up with the best game in the state. That's right. um, yep. Tell us about that matchup. What concerns you about fence facing uh, – you know, a general powerhouse in Central York. You know, I haven't really actually done my total homework on Central York. All I know is that they don't have Bo. I don't know how to say his last name. Pribula. Yeah, pri- yeah, that one. I mean, he's at Penn State now, so I can't complain. I'm a Penn State fan too. Hey, but, there like, we go. Finally, we get a, right. we get another Penn Stater. Right. Um. Yeah, that's all I really know about them so far. I think I've heard that their defense is pretty pretty solid, and I mean that'll be good to see going against. I, I want to say Jackson Landis, but I can't say for a fact. You know. Egger, he he talks to me after the game. He was talking about, you know, he's still getting Stephen Catch. He's a really good quarterback. Yes, he is. Uh, you know, he has a really strong arm. Um, so he's kind of getting him healthy. So it might just be kind of a like cycle of, you know, maybe Landis for a drive and then okay, still. So 
you know, that's what I've kind of heard. But I want to say it's Jackson Landis to start. But, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Our offense against their defense, I would definitely say. But, Carl, no, you know, I, yeah. no, that, that sounds – usually what you what – you, what, for those that don't know, what Colin hears usually tends to be true. So that's really interesting, too, because, you know, Jackson Landis has come out of the gate on fire. Yeah. Um, he would ha- I mean, but if Coach Egger, you know, really wants to get Stephen Koch, who's a nice player, too, involved, he's going to be involved. I just wonder, do you worry about that messing up the chemistry? Uh, I would I would say no. That was another thing that Egger kind of talked about, where, like, he said, I think I put it in the actual writing I did for this past week's game, where he yeah, said the whole, quarter, the whole quarter, <laughs> like, an incredible, you know, group of guys. And I'd have to agree. I mean, I know, I know at least, I mean, both of the catches, there's a younger one, Derek Catch. He's a freshman this year. Um, he's a quarterback too. He's he's a good guy too. I mean, both of the catches are Landis's, and I think there's one more that I'm not too familiar with. But Egger is definitely high on all of his quarterbacks, so it's good to see that. Now, tell us because I know um, you covered a bunch of baseball and basketball. Right. What's it like covering football? Are you on the sideline? Or are you going up in the booth? It's a mix of both. It was a funny yeah. thing. So yeah. so Hempfield's uh, press box is like. There's obviously the box, and then there's a ladder that you can climb up, and there were no seats because, you know. There never is. That, that was what I had to do, and um, it was a good view. It was actually a really good view up there. You could see, obviously, the whole field, and you didn't – you weren't blocked by, like, the window, um, you know, dividers, and so that was – it was a good experience to be up there. I mean, I'm not a big heights guy, but that was fun. Like, I wasn't even thinking <laughs> – I like the videos you were posting on Twitter, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I was loving that. I was loving that. Yeah, man. yeah. You did. You did a great job covering that game. I, I, because uh, I kept looking at the score. I'm like, man, this seems like a, like a crazy game. And yeah. I saw the videos. I'm like, yes, I need more of this. Right. It was a funny thing about the videos because I don't know if you guys saw, but in the, in the touchdown, uh, the game winning touchdown, I was looking at the actual play, right, and the. I didn't move the phone with me. And that was the funny thing about it. Like, I, <laughs> That's and then so fun. That is funny. You caught it. That was the funny part of the whole. Uh, That's fun. That is, That's great. You got a lot of views of that. I mean, yeah, I, I, did. Yeah. I always like, you know, praise your work because you're working hard and you're great getting good content and your home school is uh, giving you a lot to write about, man. Yes, I agree. It's great to watch. Now we'll let you go on this one. So, and just be honest, don't do your Hempfield homer stuff that you always do in your text <laughs> messages. Does Hempfield have a legit shot of winning sections this year? Yes or no? It's it's going to go a lot into the township uh, game, I would say. Because I'm not – I think Wilson is going to be I, – I put that down as a 50-50 loss, I think, in my predictions before the season. And so okay. I think if maybe uh, township can somehow beat Wilson, I think I think the – three teams are definitely going to be Wilson, us, and Township at the top of Section 1. Yep. And okay. I think that we have a good chance to maybe all three tie, maybe it's just two, maybe it's just just one of us. And Hempfield Homer again, maybe, hopefully it's just Hempfield. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, Colin, I appreciate you coming on last-minute notice. We, you know, here's yeah. 717, we appreciate your work, and it's getting – Great, uh, great, great reviews, buddy. So keep it up, and uh, we'll talk on Friday. Right, will do. All right, see you guys. Have a good night, man. All right, see you, dude. Later. That was uh, Colin Richardson. He is our Hempfield beat writer. Now I, I say that it's joking, but you know, because he covered close to twenty Barnstormers games this summer, and he went out to Warwick. Or not Warwick us uh, when they played at state college for the, the baseball state championship this past year. You know, he just loves to do it. He's, and we're really happy to have him on board. And he did a good job of hiding his Hempfield uh love, sort of. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, he's got he's got a great future ahead of him, man. He's he's good on the picks and uh yeah, you can tell he's knowledgeable, but yeah, I really like I I, I appreciated the coverage of that game and um yeah, I mean, he's got a great school. Like, obviously, I, I thought of Hempfield as a rival, but, like, man, it, growing up, going there and stuff, like, it, it would be a cool school to be a, a big fan of and being able to cover some of their games. It's just – it's a good experience for him. You know, it's funny. He mentioned Manheim Township, and he mentioned off the record. You probably know this. Manheim Township and Hempfield, that is a rivalry that can be uh, 
compared to like Eagles, Cowboys, or Ravens, Steelers in terms oh, yeah. of hatred. There and that, and up until last year, Township had kind of gotten the best of Hempfield, and Hempfield got last year. I know Township is still smarting from that, but even like if you talk to people like our cousin David, for those who don't know, was a Hempfield graduate many moons ago. He was a big time soccer player. I saw him this weekend. And he even talked about you know his hatred to, to this day for Manheim Township. Him and his family live out in Manheim Township. So yeah, I, I remember feeling, and I'm sure it's probably still the same, but I remember feeling going to Penn Manor that, like, man, they don't even acknowledge us as a rival. They just think of each other as rivals. And uh, yeah, we, that's, we weren't that's really quite it. on the map yet at that point. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I remember hearing about this rivalry, and it, it's legit, man. They do not like each other, and it's, uh, it's two really good schools and really good programs. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I love the rivalry. Um, it's fun to watch as a as a reporter slash fan, um, and I, that that doesn't go away. So I saw Colin kind of mention that he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm Township." You know, he kind of you know, yeah, <laughs> he, he kind of grins. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, recap. So or, so yeah, as you know, Hempfield won uh, la- in the last twelve seconds. Landis threw a rope to Micah Gates. They're both juniors too. Hempfield, man, they're gonna be good for a while. Yeah, you know. And that's another thing Colin had really good insight on. I, I didn't know any of that stuff about the quarterbacks. And yeah, so, I mean, it, it sounds like they've got a nice young core there. No. With Coach <laughs> he kind of broke. <laughs> that, that's that's juicy material that he broke there, too, about them rotating quarterbacks. I know. He's he's not lying. He did put that in his article. Um, no, he, he put that out. Um, and. I wonder if Coach Egger sees that. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Or, you know, because I know they're close or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Be revealing something. Because I would not personally, I, I think this Landis kid, you know, I wouldn't mess with their chemistry right now. But I know I've heard good things about Stephen Koch. And if Coach Egger, who knows a lot more about coaching football than I do, wants to put him in, he's going to go in and it'll yeah. probably work out. Yeah. And I'm sure there's way, ways they can both make plays. And, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, right now I say go with what you're doing because you're winning football games. I've just but. never been a fan of the two quarterback look going back. I mean, Me neither. <laughs> at, at, at any level, I don't think it works. I remember when the, you know, when the Eagles signed Michael Vick for those specific reasons, he was going to spell Donovan. I knew right away that wasn't going to work, and it didn't. You know, they got rid of Donovan the next year, um, just so Vick could be. I mean, it was supposed to be Cobb, but then he got hurt. But you know, I. I don't know. It just seems to mess up chemistry, mess up the rhythm of a game. But I don't know. Edgar knows more than we do, so we'll see. So they they had a big time win over York. York starts the year out zero and two, and they have to face Carlisle. So York's playoff chances are honestly coming down to this week because yeah, unlike everyone, most teams will have ten games. They only have nine. They lost one game. I forget what the schedule, the issue was, but then they'll, they'll have Carlisle. They'll still have to play Central York. Um, a few other teams up in the YAIA. So York's got a tough road ahead for them. It's been kind of a disappointing start. Um, Definitely. And then, like she said, Colin will be covering Central York as they come to town to face Hempfield. Now, Central York is still good, but they're not – he's right. They don't have that guy, that guy, Bo Perula, one of the best quarterbacks to come out of the state in quite some time. He is, yep. you know, running a scout team right now for Penn State. Um, but they, they don't have him. They don't have Carter Glassmeyer, their big-time linebacker. What they do have is a, you know, an agile quarterback and Jules Groff, I believe his name is, that runs around, makes plays. But they're still trying to find themselves. They had a tough loss to Cumberland Valley. Um, so that'll be no pushover. I mean, there's no layups in, in these schedulings. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hempfield's got to, you know, they can't, they got, they can't like jump. In. Think ahead the section play because they got Central York. I and mean, if they go, th- they're they're three and zero going into section play, and people are going to start talking about the Black Knights more. Absolutely. Um, so recap. I was at Manheim Township Blue Streak Boulevard to watch um, them beat the piss out of Dallas Town. What a goose egg Dallas Town laid. They just looked like you know watching that game in warmups. Manheim Township. They were. They were hyped up, jumping around her first home game of the season. They were pissed off about blowing that game against Cumberland Valley. You could tell. Yeah. And Dallas Town's on the other side, just warming up. It just looked early on. They were going through the motions. That was really disappointing, considering, you know, they have this new head coach who everybody's 
uh, been thriving about, and loving talking about and Levi Murphy, but they also have Kenny Johnson who's going to Pittsburgh. They have another receiver. They just, you know, they had, I didn't understand their identity offensively and Manine Township just stepped on their throats and never let up. Yeah. Hey, we talked about this on la- last week. I said, it yeah, you were right. Um, you did say that, didn't you? Yeah. I, I don't know. I had a feeling about that one. Um, I, I don't think I see Dallas town um, having much success. I, I, I don't like being negative about teams, but um, it sounds like they have this Kenny Johnson and maybe they're not sure how to get the it ball. Didn't look like, it didn't look like it Friday night. I mean, even when they would go up top, the quarterback and him were just totally off sync. I, I wonder how Dallas town will do this year, you know, going in, the, you know, it, I'll be honest, it does help them play in the YAIA because it, they could rip off a few wins, but mm-hmm. it, they weren't near the team I saw last year that, you know, went six and four, but they were competitive. They battled a good York team. They battled Central York. This team, I mean, Township was up 21 nothing to start the second quarter. I mean, it was 28 nothing at halftime. Um, and it, it ended up being 40 to nothing. But, you know, Coach Evans called off the dogs. He had Hayden Johnson yeah. out early in the third quarter um, in pre- preparation for their matchup for Harrisburg. Um, so just a disappointing effort by Dallas Town, but man, I'm yeah, talented. Yeah. They were they were worth the hype. I think I think they're the best team in this section, my personal opinion. Yeah, I I I'm starting to kind of be there with you. And I, I wanted to get your opinion on um Nick Good. He was one of my players to watch. Yes. Again, um article on 717 Sports uh, that I write every week. Um he had three TDs in the first half. Yeah, uh, it it was interesting. I I'm, I'm I have a he's a great kid. He he's he's a junior. He played a lot as a sophomore. Um, I talked with him after the game, and I'm gonna have an interview coming up with him this week in my preview article because I'm gonna be at their game out at Harrisburg on Saturday. Um, it was it because they have Township has a lot of weapons. I mean, they have Landon Kennel. He's a big time receiver. Um, they have Jake Lawbacks, a big time running back. They got a couple other nice pieces on the outside, but really their game plan was to get him involved. He had a he caught a touchdown on the second play from scrimmage um, out of the backfield, and then he, you know, pinballed his way in from nine yards out, and later in the first quarter, and then he had a couple of big punt returns, and then like later in the second quarter on a fourth and seven, he got free for about thirty-eight yard touchdown pass on a rope from Hayden Johnson. So I was wondering, I was curious. I asked him this. I'm curious for his thoughts of why he was so integral to their game plan this week. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what he has to say. Because, I, you know, talking with him after the game, you know, he he, he was adamant that they have a chip on their shoulder. Everybody thinks they lost a lot from last year between Anthony Ivey and a couple of the linemen they lost. But, you know, if you watch Township on Friday night, they're for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I – with them, they're the, they're the kind of program that I know that they're going to – it's just like watching the new crop roll in every year. Like, they're they're going to have guys who supplant the guys beforehand. And um, I think they're starting to see, like – I really like what I see on film of Kennel. Um, seems like a good possession receiver. Mm-hmm. And obviously Hayden Johnson, um, he's elite. I think he's one of the better best quarterbacks in the section. Um, yeah, I, I think – the sky is the limit for the blue streaks this year. And, uh, yeah, there's st- that. I mean, three TDs in one half. Um, again, man, these stats, these stats are ridiculous. I, I know. They're fun, aren't they? Oh, I mean, they're, they're, I just don't remember quite seeing stats like that, uh, growing up. So, man, you guys weren't league, that good, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, good point. No, they, uh, <laughs> I just think maybe the league is changing and, and becoming more offensively dominated i don't know but yeah seeing some of these stats it's just like it's video game stats yeah no it, it really is and going back to what you said man township has a ton of participation in their program across every level i talked with their athletic director before the game and she said they have you know about 50 to 60 freshmen and 50 to 60 seventh and eighth graders so they don't they don't reload they retool is that, yeah. is that the right phrase? Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, that game, Nick Good was, you know, clearly beating Dallas Town by himself. Landon Kennel, who's one of the best receivers in all the league, maybe the district, only had one catch. Um, and yeah. I, 
and he's going to, I mean, the week before against Cumberland Valley, he had 11 catches. So that's just, it goes to show you how much talent they have. Shamir Covington, who was an all-league receiver for McCaskey last year, is transferred. He's on, he plays for Manheim Township now. Um, yeah. he, he is a backup running back for them. That just shows the talent they have. Like, he was yeah. playing later in the game with their backups. You know, he, he plays a lot defensively. And I'm sure he'll get more involved as the season goes on. He had the opening kickoff that he nearly took to the house. But that just shows you the level of depth and talent man on Township has. Yeah, and, you know, you just bring up, brought up a really interesting point, too. It's like, you know, having played receiver, I know those games when you only have one or two catches, maybe one, at sometimes none, it can feel like almost demoralizing in a way, you know. But if you're winning games like that, I promise you it's better than, you know, being down by four, you know, being down by 40 and having 10, 15 catches in a game. You want to win games, you know, these guys. And I hope they don't take it to heart if they're not having a great week or, you know, you only have one catch or whatever, because believe me, you want to be on the winning side as opposed to being on the losing side. I've been on both. And trust me, uh, you want to you want to be on the winning team. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%, man. Uh, man, I love our new crop of writers. Uh, shout yeah. out to Matthew Ober. He, so he's been covering – he went out to Penn Manor CV week one. He's going to do mostly Donegal because he works for them. Um, and they, you know, unfortunately got whooped by York Suburban. But he just sent me a tweet or the 717 account, a tweet, a quick update that Hamburg is playing Eastern York on I Friday. I saw Not, that. Um, yeah. He, sent me a notification about it. So great job to him. Great job to Colin. Great job to Steven and Scott Geibel as well. Um, and Jeremiah Miller, he, he's covering McCaskey for us. So that's the stuff we're looking for. So that's, that's great. Um, switching gears, some more recaps. Efforta, finally, after yes. nearly 20 years, taking down uh, Warwick, their arch rival, who they haven't beaten since 2005. Big time win for the Mountaineers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think we were texting about that one. Um, that saved my I, night because I was, to be honest with you, I was upset about Penn Manor's yeah. rubbing and, and McCaskey was getting drubbed, which I sort of expected, but that's another well, story. And, and it's a great win for that coach. Um, coach Miller. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, just watching the scores, you know, it's just one of those games where you're like, man, I wish I was there. But uh, I picked Warwick. Based off history, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I based it off history. I did too, dude. Thinking, all right, they haven't beaten them in so long, and Warwick, uh, believe they were coming off a loss. They were. They were zero and one. So they, I figured they'd be hungry, and yeah, they they blown a two touchdown lead to Calico the week before. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it, and it, it, it was as advertised. It was a great game, and uh, I love changes in the league you know and like when you see something like you haven't beaten a team since 2005 and you win that i love that kind of stuff so i wasn't mad that i picked warwick and, and lost that one like i really wasn't i'm happy for Ephrata and i think um yeah what, what was the name of the award that they win for that game the male oh. great male award or hold on there you i knew you're gonna ask that i should have had that ready now it's something something male award, but uh, I thought it was funny, you know. And and I didn't realize it was a rivalry. To be honest with you, it it, it has been. And well, you know, again, it's one of those things. Is it really a rivalry when the team's beating them so much? Uh, I'm trying to look this up now. But anyways, Efforta really bounced back after losing a heartbreaker to Red Lion. And there was school. You know, we had Coach Miller on that. Um, you know, they're easy to get behind. He's a guy that's put a lot of work in, and, and he's kept these kids together. Uh, Andre Weidman, Quinton Foffs, uh, Weston Nolt. They got a lot of playmakers that have played together for a long time, and you know they were able to come through. I'm trying to find the name of that stinking bowl. It's killing me. Uh, but either way, the Mountaineers are one and one. And where where is this result? First time since 2005. I'm telling you, it's like the Great Male Award or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But, you know, Ephrata is another team, too, down in Section 3. I 
don't want to dismiss them. I kind of did, to be honest with you, after uh, uh, the George Mail Trophy. There it is. They finally won the George Mail Trophy. Um, <laughs> first time since 2005. So shout out to the Mountaineers. Shout out to Coach Miller. Andre Weidman, I've interviewed him. He's a great kid, one of the top backs in the league. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's safe. That, that was stoked for them because they're, you know, these schools, I mean, when, when you get to know these players and coaches, especially schools like that where a win or a loss can turn a season, I, I'll be honest, when they lost the red line, I don't want to say I was being a pessimist, but I was kind of thinking, oh, is, is it the same old effort? But now they come back and beat Warwick, who will yeah. be good. I know Warwick's off to a slow start, but they'll – They'll find their footing here soon. Um, and to beat a Warwick team like that, that can spring ball their season. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like seeing that, you know, uh, one one loss like that, you know, getting crushed is one thing. But these close games, it's a good sign of things to come because it means there's going to be a lot more close games. And my, I, I personally think so. And I think this, you know, this coming week we're going to see a lot more of that. Hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't want to see these shutouts, man. I want to see, I want to see shootouts, not shutouts. I know that's all. Not only I cover shootouts, at least one hand. So you got lucky. <laughs> um, so jumping into the uh, the week three games, we have up first. Speaking of Warwick and a, a sneaky underrated game, I'm talking like all the writers had a hard time picking it. Warwick at Cedarcrest. You have we both have Cedarcrest, um, but that'll be yeah. a fun one. Yeah, I think um, Cedar Crest might be. I, I think this is a good test for them. Um, they're two and zero, oh, and Cedar I think Crest they might be legit, man. And, no, I, I tend to I tend to agree. Now Cedar Crest doesn't get enough credit because they, um, they they finished they you know they finished middle kind of middle of the pack last year. They had some big time wins. They had a big win against Hemfield. Um, but when you you know we just had Colin on who knows section one just as good as anybody, and when you talk most people. Uh, around the league about section one, you think of Hemfield Township and Wilson. You don't think of Cedar Crest yet, but they have a lot of talent up there. Jay Huber's an excellent quarterback. He's off to a great start. They, it looks like they're, they got a solid defense. Um, they could be, if they pull off this win against Warwick and Warwick's got to be. Hungry. Oh, they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. If, if they pull this one out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so we, we both have Cedar Crest in that one going down some of the more bigger games. So we both took Hempfield. Everybody took Hempfield across the board, just so you know. Yeah, I I had a feeling that a lot of uh, picks would be similar this week, but uh, we'll see. No, mine are better. But anyway, so uh, McCaskey, Cedar, at, at Cedar Cliff at McCaskey. I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about Cedar Cliff, but I know McCaskey. I don't want to, like, downplay. You know, they got that thrilling win against John Bartram, but they kind of came back to life. E-Town just – you know, we, just, we talked about earlier, they went up and down the field on them to score 50 burger in McCaskey at Barney Yule at the Barney Yule complex. You know, yeah, we, I, we, yeah, we both have Cedar, Cedar Cliff. I just think, uh, Raymond, uh, Rimash, who we interviewed in episode one, uh, has a lot of talent, uh, but he's throwing, um, not, he's got younger guys he's throwing to, and you know, it's a young core there at McCaskey. So I, I don't know if they're going to go in and beat a, a Cedar Cliff team. And I, I pick Cedar Cliff just because – just because. Yeah, no, just because is fair enough. So <laughs> another – what could be a sneaky good game. Now, it's lost a little momentum after the comments, you know, laid an egg. Is Solanco at Penn Manor. We both took Solanco. Yeah, this one – Kind of hurts to do even more than picking LS last week, um, but it sounds sounds to me that Penn Manor's beat up or they're beat up, they're injured. Um, they're they're coming off a really tough one, but you know, like I said earlier, I I don't want last you know them getting crushed by LS to be a season killer. And, you know, Solanco's good, but they're not unbeatable, I don't believe. But I, I do have Solanco edging them out in this one. But I think Penn Manor puts up a much, much better fight in this one than they did yeah, against Yeah, for them. whatever reason, they always do. I mean, Tony Cox has done a tremendous job at Solanco, and they're a really good team. They are my pick to win Section 3 after watching them week one. They had a 
another nice win against a good Cocalico team, 21 to seven, a tough fought game. Um, and they're, you know, they're seeing, you know, they got 24 seniors. They got some stud running backs, some playmakers on the outside. They're big up front. Now I'll say this, Penn Manor always plays them for whatever reason, much better than they do LS. And yep. they've, beaten the last, they've beaten them the last two years. So we'll see if the comments can rewrite the ship after pulling a nothing burger against the pioneers in LS. Uh, yeah. but we, we both took Solanco. It's more of the bigger games. Uh, Martin Luther King, they typically struggle. They're at Wilson. Wilson's going to win that in a route. Another fun game, the Garden Spot, Garden, Conestoga Valley had a nice bounce back win. They traveled the Garden Spot to face the Sparties. <laughs> I got the, <laughs> I got Garden Spot, man. For some reason, they've been my my lucky pick this year, and uh, I think they're they're having a good season, and I think CV. Not, not that they're not going to have a good season, but just looking at the teams they've played, what we've seen so far, I think Garden Spot takes this one, probably in a in a one one two two touchdown win. Yeah, that's what it sounds about right. I mean, Garden Spot's carrying on the momentum from last year that they finished the five and five. They they won, I believe they won their last three games and they've won their first two games to start this year. Um, Coach Zamperini's doing great things over there. Um, Costa Valley, you know. They're gonna they're gonna compete. They're gonna mm-hmm. be better under this new coach than people think. They're pretty young on, on both sides of the ball. Um, so that I can see that being a one score game. We both took we both took the Sparties. So moving Sparties. on. Yep. Let me see where we're different here. Yeah, you I took, want to root against you. I hate I hate. What do you know about Boyertown? Team. You took Boyertown over Governor Mifflin. What do you know about them that I don't? Um. Well, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> you don't know nothing. You don't even know. <laughs> so, Wait, I'm not even seeing this pick on here. Hold on one second. And you're, you're, you didn't do your homework. You're right. You're right. No, no, no. I did do my research. Um, Boyertown, believe they're coming off a win. And Governor Mifflin has been a tough pick for me this year. So they I decided to um, go with my instinct and go with Boyertown. I went with Mifflin. We're different on that one. Um, Mifflin, you're right, though. They've been a big letdown. Um, they got stomped by Carlisle last week. But Carlisle's good, I'll say that. When you, when you lose the best running back in the nation um, and Nick Singleton, who's playing for the Nittany Lions and going to be the best one of the best running backs in the Big Ten this year, um, when you lose that on your team, it's tough to come back the next year and be, be um, you know, as dominant. But, yeah, I got Boyertown. Yeah, no, I, okay, I got Governor Mifflin. That's one we diff, we differed on. Um, Cocalico and Manon Central. Ooh, that was a that would be a fun one. That's a, you know, they don't they have a they did have a nice tradition. They're one of the schools. They got you know, Cocalico went to Section Four, Manon Central Section Two. So I don't know if they'll be able to do this every year going mm-hmm. forward. But this is a great rivalry. Manon Central got them last year. Um, we go both have Central at home. They look Manon Central looks like. They're uh, going to be a state power, in my opinion. Yeah, and I saw on um, a PA Football News that they are now ranked in their in their um, what what am I looking for? Not section. No, we, have them, we have them in the state ranking. So full disclosure, I work for PA Football News too, and yeah. we do a weekly uh, state chat discussion, and uh, we have them ranked. I believe was it eighth in the state. Yeah, 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 and. And I think the ranking is legit. Oh, I think this team is very well coached. Zach Khan, um, yeah, uh, they, I mean, he, he can throw all over the field. They run good play schemes that I was just – I kind of fell in love with the offense when I saw them in person. And they got – all their receivers are, are good in their own way. And, yeah. you know, obviously you got the um, Rocco Doherty on defense, who just makes plays all over the field, and, uh, and that team they beat in Immaculata is a, apparently one of the best teams in New Jersey. And they, yeah, that was a one of the better games last Friday that Man I'm Central won in double overtime. So shout out to the Barons, starting mm-hmm. out the year back long two and zero, and we both look for them to go three and zero, going down. So this is one I was confused on. I don't know much about Lower Dolphin. I do know Elizabethtown looks pretty legit. 
Um, and that is Elizabeth Town at Lower Dolphin. You are going with you took E Town, and I took Lower Dolphin. Now I I want I I could I could look like a fool in this because I don't know a ton about Lower Dolphin. I can't I can't honestly say if they're a powerhouse or not. It just kind of went in my gut instinct on that. Yeah, uh, but that's a fun one. That's going to be at Hershey Park Stadium. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I just saw that now that that's an awesome game. Okay. Yeah, no, I, so side note, but, um, one of my college teammates, coach Josh Borelli. Yes. Uh, is the head coach there at lower dolphin and they're coming off a win and, you know, E town's on a roll and, and this is a different team kind of from different area. I just think there could be some fireworks offensively. And, yep. uh, you know, you're coming not to, you know, not to say anything bad about McCaskey, but I do think lower dolphin is an upgrade. And from what I hear, they're on the rise. So it, it could be tough, but I, I do think E-Town's going to pull it out. But I think this is going to be one of these games that ends up in a shootout. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Oh, I, I, I don't see how it won't be. I mean, E-Town looks like they're going to average 45 points a year and they might give up 40, but they'll still be a, a district playoff team in my mind. Coach Stokes has Coach Stokes has their offense humming. I mean, he said it after week one when they beat Donegal. Um, he wanted to put 50 on them. They put 43 on a solid Donegal yeah. squad. So who knows what they're going to – you know, do they put up 50 against a Section 1 school? That I bet you're right. That'll be a shootout. Um, so that's one we differed on. You have E-Town. I took Lower Dolphins. Sorry, Coach Stokes. That's right. <laughs> Donegal at Palmyra. I'm going to get this on the record. I, I love what Donegal does, and I was a big fan of watching them last year. I think they're – if they don't win this game, you know, Matt Ober would tell you they, they might not win a game all season, and he works for the staff. Um, yeah. They go out to Palmyra. Palmyra had a struggle with Lebanon week one. Can't recall what they did last week. But Donegal's got to get this one before section play begins. Let me see if I can find what, what happened with Paul Myra last week. I know they had a struggle with Lebanon. That was kind of a back-and-forth game, not to downplay Lebanon. I know they're working hard. Um, but, you know, Donegal, they had a lot of pieces back from last year, and those pieces are playing well. Noah War is a stud linebacker slash running back slash do-it-all. Like, he kicks their extra points and field goals. John Holmes, when he gets the ball, is a nice playmaker. They run that wing tee. Uh, but they, you know, they're they have thirty plus kids, and it's one of those teams that and I'm, I'm I'm sure Paul Myra might be similar, but they only have when they only have about thirty kids. If one or kid, one or two kids go down, it could be a long year. And then if they, but if they don't get this, you yeah, come section four when you have to face Burke's Catholic, LS, um, Wyoming, missing Elko, could be a long season for Donegal. Yeah, yeah, and. I'm not saying you have to prove like I, I picked Paul Myra. Um, they have more. They have another. They beat Lebanon. I just saw that. Um, I I don't think Donegal has nothing to prove to me, but they got to prove it to themselves that they can win right now. And uh, until I see it, I'm probably not going to pick them. Sorry, <laughs> well, sorry, Obernator. Sorry to Wait. the Obes. <laughs> the Obernator is going to be our. Heartbroken. He's going to be covering that game for us all the way out, Palmyra. I did take Donegal. You took Palmyra. It's the last time I'm taking them if they let me down. So, yep. listen to that, Obernator. Uh, we both took Elko at Columbia. We talked. We touched on earlier. We're going to have Stephen McCloskey out covering that game for us. He's doing a great job. He's got some um, ties to the Elko area, so that that'll be a two contrasting styles. We both have Elko going into Columbia and pulling off the win. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, man. I I don't feel good about it, but Elko looks to be pretty good, and Columbia looks better. I mean, they're like a sleeper for me, so it was a tough one, but I think if they're going to lose one, I, it might be this week, and then they get back on a roll next week. Yeah, and we both have LS. LS will go to Kennerdale and win that game handily. Sorry, Kennerdale. Sorry, uh, Patrick. I know he coached there and still has friends there. But LS is going to go in there and win that game handily. The last one I want to touch on, 
um, as we wrap up another uh, scholarly reviewed episode, Octorera at Lancaster Catholic. Now, I want to touch on this because I know Lancaster Catholic reads our site and they read our picks and they've used it in motivation. Um, we all picked Lancaster Catholic. All the writers picked Lancaster Catholic. Yeah, so everybody's copying me now. Yeah, you, you're just saying that. You're just hoping Coach Way's listening. That's why you said that. That's I why just, you picked him week one and got lucky. I'm basically a crusader at this point. You can call me a crusader. <laughs> I'm going to show this to your father. He's going to disown you. Oh, uh, yeah. He's going to disown you after you say that. I, maybe I'm doing it in spite of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've done your whole life. It's, yeah, it's right? Worked out, it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Octorero is a good team. Um, but I think, I think LC – the Crusaders are on a roll, man. Yeah, they they're are. On, they're on a crusade. They're trying to win the section. And it, it uh, has to be mentioned. They are firing to start the year on all sides. Yeah. Of the Offensively, defensively, special teams have been huge for the Crusaders through two weeks. And they beat they're not just 2-0. They beat York Catholic and DeLone Catholic, who were um, two playoff teams last year. So they're not yep. beating scrubs. Lancaster Catholic is for real. Yeah, they're for real, for real. I like it, man. You know, I, it, you know, growing up, I, I did not like Lancaster Catholic at all. So picking them is a new thing for me. But I like it because they're, uh, <laughs> they're coming through for me. Um, yeah, no, I, and I, I know they got a good team there, and they're well coached. Uh, shout out, Coach Myrino, one of my old coaches. Oh, that's uh, right. He did. Was he your own line coach then? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't really talk much, but I know he's a good coach. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a worker. He's a grinder. Um, I know him a little bit. I've known him quite some time. You know, he's a, he, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, this is uh this could be a year Lancaster Catholic. They them and I mean it could come down to them in Columbia for section five. So I'm excited to see that how that battle plays out. But all so just so all the Crusader faithfuls are aware, all six writers, is it six of us doing picks. Or is it seven? Um, good question. We have, we have Logan believe. in there now. We we'll want to talk about in a second, but we have Logan, Scott, Stephen, Obernator, Tank Tops, you and me. So it's seven writers. All seven writers pick <laughs> Lancaster Catholic. So let it be known, Crusaders, we're the on magnificent your- seven. They call us. Yeah. So and if you let us down, you know, you can go cry to somebody else. Go cry to LNP or something. So you can <laughs> worry about that. Um, but. Yeah, that, so real quick, I wanted to give a special shout out. So Logan Moyer, Aaron, as you, you kind of know a little bit, he um, he's a student at Susquehanna. We brought him on last year towards the end of football season. He was LS's beat writer. And, you know, like Colin, L, LS, you know, for Hempfield, LS gives Logan a ton of coverage. And he, he was at all their biggest games. Yeah. Um, he did a great job. You know, he and like Colin, he covered a bunch of Barnstormer games. And he's just a grinder. Just two days ago, he sends a message to myself and Brandon Way saying he's going to start working as a writer for the Daily Daily Item, which is a local newspaper out in Susquehanna. He's going to be a freelance writer for them covering football and soccer games. So I just want to say congratulations to him. You know, it's it just uh, it recognizes all the hard work he's doing. And he's you know, talking with him. He's excited to go. And I wanted to give him a shout out. Absolutely. And to go off of that, um, all the young writers and the guys, you know, that's a perfect success story for for 717 is, um, you know, someone giving somebody an opportunity to cover games Absolutely. And, and, and write for a site and then going off. And who knows, maybe he ends up a big shot, you know, you know, like covering big time games and professional sports or something like that so you know you got to start somewhere i wish i was at that age would have done something like this yeah no you you couldn't have said it better that we uh, we want to do provide opportunities here at 717 for young writers like logan like i mean we gave him a platform and he you know covered not just ls but he covered barnstormer games or giving colin a platform or giving steven a platform or giving the obernator a platform you know we want the more student writers because it, it's just an opportunity for you and that's what Coach Way's message has been here at 717. So big shout out to Logan Moyer. Congrats to him. We're all proud of him. Special thanks to Colin Richardson for coming on at the last minute. Check him out. He's going to be at Central York at Hempfield. Um, other coverage this week, Stephen McCloskey is going to be at um, Elko at Columbia. Scott Geibel, he's back in the 
throne this week. He's going to be back at Lancaster Catholic for Octorera LC. Oh, uh, nice. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I'll be at Harrisburg at Manheim Township, which that'll be Saturday afternoon. I'm going to miss Penn State, but that's that's okay. I want to watch this game and see if, see if the Blue Streaks can really hang with, let's be honest, one of the best teams in the state. Yeah, yeah, that is a uh, just a crazy matchup for for this, this early in the season. I, I mean, playing on a Saturday, which is always kind of weird. Yeah, at, at it's at Harrisburg, right? Yeah, and just like uh, last year. Now remember, now I you know because I know a lot of people a lot saying, "Oh, Harrisburg in a route." I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way at all. Man, I'm Township took them to overtime and had last year and every, every opportunity to win that. Man, I'm Township can hang with anybody in the state. So yeah. and and Harrisburg is loaded. They're, they're ranked. We have them ranked second in the state. And PA with PA football news, they're they're a legit powerhouse. Makai Hopkins is a ridiculous running back for them. Um, but that'll be a fun one. And Jer and rounding out our coverage, Jeremiah Miller will be uh, covering. Again, Cedar Cliff at McCaskey is doing a great job writing sports for the first time for us. Absolutely. So um, that is it for us. We're, we're going to be back next week. Um, Coach Godinay from Reading is going to join us to talk about the Red Knights and their you know, rebuild and the great work he's doing. Um, so we're happy for him. We're going to have him on next week. But thanks again for all of us listening. Aaron, any parting shots for our loving fans? Uh, no, well, I just want to give another shout out to Colin for jumping on. Yeah, we love we love uh, talking seven one seven sports, man. So um, yeah, anybody who's listening, um, if you want to get on the on the podcast, just hit us up on Twitter, and we would love to talk sports with you. Absolutely, check us out. The recording will be up later this week, and we'll check in with you next week. Thanks again. Give us a follow at seven one seven underscore sports on Twitter. And we'll be back next week. For all of you till then, have a great one.